three, two, one, roll the footage. Welcome back everybody. Today we explore with the best-selling author of the 4% Breakthrough, the secret sauce to developing your best people, how to break free from the daily chaos and how to achieve double-digit profitability. Welcome everybody, Dr. Lance Knopp. Here we go. Lance, what are you currently creating? Simon, I am creating so much good stuff. Personally, I'm creating the life of my dreams. And I'm doing that on a foundation of creating the revenue streams of my dreams, which is how we connected. I spoke a lot about that on Entrepreneurs on Fire with our mutual friend, John Lee Dumas. And I'm very humbled and fortunate to be doing that by combining my passions and my skills. So I've created a freestanding business called Breakthrough Physical Therapy and Fitness, which is led by our leadership team, our fearless leadership team, and they're doing an incredible job and we're moving people along the continuum to becoming more healthy and fit. I'm also serving entrepreneurs who are leading six-figure businesses who wanna have seven-figure businesses who are fearing overwhelmed, burnout, overstressed, and I'm having a lot of fun with that through my company, Denali Consulting. And I'm also loving studying investing. And I know in our pre-talk, I mentioned to you that I've been investing in Bitcoin just the last couple months and reached a nice milestone that we'll talk about. And um, I get laser eyes. I love it. I love it. And I'm looking for my first brick and mortar real estate investment, trying to leverage money with owner funds and just, yeah, really passionate and studying investing as well. Beautiful. So this will be an episode about how to make money and how to keep money and how to invest money, which is what entrepreneurs really, really need to know because it's not good enough anymore to, to make a lot of money you have also to keep it it might otherwise just dilute or deflate uh, as we might discuss uh, later so super cool yes tell us who are people you work with and what is maybe a typical project yeah so as i mentioned i am really having a lot of fun serving entrepreneurs who are probably the majority of entrepreneurs, probably close to 90%, really don't hit the seven-figure mark. So I'm really enjoying helping those entrepreneurs in the, you know, in those stages where they're trying to balance the, the extreme demands of work and put in those business fundamentals while at the same time making their lifestyle and their health a priority. Because a big message for me is that it is possible to actually scale a business and stay healthy at the same time. Because, you know, even myself with a physical therapy and as a personal training background and, and owning this in 2011, when we had our third child and we had three locations, about 30 employees, and I was abusing my body and not sleeping enough and working 80 plus hours a week. 
and just, you know, really not taking care of myself and my body revolted and my digestive system, my gastrointestinal system stopped working. And I had to pick myself up and develop the personal skills and protect my health and put all those business fundamentals in place. And I'm so passionate about paying that forward and sharing all those lessons with other entrepreneurs so they can stay healthy while they're scaling. So that's my most fun target to work with, Simon, to answer your question. Yes. And many people right now resonate and go, oh, I'm also working too much. Uh, How can I, how did you find out? What was your analysis process? Okay, this is too much. This is what I need to reduce. How did you find what to reduce and how did you reduce it, systemize it? How did you solve it? Yeah. So what I recommend is really step one is discovering what's most important to you and really introspecting and, and kind of come up with your, your personal mission statement, your why, your cause, your purpose, you want to call it. And, you know, it's also your priority. So cross-checking that with your priorities and literally numbering them out one through five or one through 10. And you need to look through that lens before you look at your company's purpose and mission and then the next step would be your your vision, really defining what you want to accomplish at the end so you can try to work backwards. So really in my um, you know my process of helping people and it matches with the book that I uh, wrote, The 4% Breakthrough, really doing some soul searching, introspective work first, and then weaving in some business funnels and lastly integrating that with healthy lifestyle, mental health, nutrition, sleep, exercise, posture, and ergonomics. And lastly, a little secret sauce that I've um, been studying and learning more recently, like like bringing more levity and laughter and fun into uh, life and the work team. Yes, let's talk about that. So you found, you call it the secret sauce on how to be more resilient, but also how to have better team uh, culture and uh, and to, to keep talent and to have talent around you. What's your... Can you unpack that? How do you keep talent? Yeah, well, I know that the way we connected through JLD, I definitely want to share uh, development plans. And I feel that that's part of the secret sauce because, you know, it's one analogy to think is appropriate is it's a race analogy or a marathon analogy, right? Business is not a, a sprint. It's definitely a longer race, like a marathon. And you need to develop your people, your your people, your best people, all of your people are only going to do what's in their best interest. So the challenge for an entrepreneur is to align your best interest and the company's best interest with their best interest. So you need to develop people all along the way. And that will be like glue. You will absolutely be able to develop and keep your best people. So this development plan is a combination of personal and professional development. So that's the reason I use the term uh, development plan and not personal or professional development plan. And, you know, my mentor taught me about, about these and, you know, what I learned and she recommended was that they should be done outside of the outside of review meetings so that your team can come, you know, feeling energetic and refreshed and, and excited about it and not, like um, a little bit nervous, like sometimes review meetings are, and you actually engage them ahead of time. They decide in advance what their shorter term goals are and how they might get there and then their longer term goals. So development plans are are definitely, you know, one of the things I really wanted to share with your CEO community today. 
And, you know, I also mentioned humor and laughter, and there's some really clear, you know, science and literature on, on, unfortunately, there's a humor cliff. When we hit age 23, we fall off a cliff. The amount of times we laugh, it takes like three months for the average, compared to the average child. And on the flip side, introducing humor, there's 15% plus productivity gains when you can have a little bit more fun with your team. And they're also going to stay longer connecting to the development plan conversation. Oh, then there is hope for me because we're laughing a lot in our team. And um, fluctuation is a big thing for, yeah, it's always a big thing. But how is, how is fluctuation right now in these times of uncertainty? We have clients in, uh, in California, they say they cannot get dishwashers for 29 bucks an hour because people don't want to work anymore. They are stimulated and, uh, and they want to go buy crypto and say, why, why should I work and get 29 bucks for one hour if I can go and buy digital assets that make maybe 400 percent? Um, what's your observation? Yeah, I mean, it's a unique time right now, for sure. And I know we have an international community here. So I, I, I know the United States scenario better. And it's very challenging. My wife was at a Chinese restaurant last weekend, and the owner was there by himself and maybe like 5pm. So kind of early in the evening, he was saying, I really don't know how I'm going to serve my clients. I don't have anyone else, you know, my customers to make enough dishes tonight. I mean, it's very prevalent. We're fortunate in our physical therapy and fitness world that we are doing okay with our doctors of physical therapy, you know, our, our more, you know, customer service, client experience representatives, people that, that are working at the desk and, and, you know, what we call physical therapy aides and personal trainers. It is very unique times. So this is more reason you have to do all the, the little things in your business to create a great product where you really are attracting the right people so that, um, you know, the best and brightest are going to want to come with you. And then you're going to have to put in a little bit of extra time, which is a win-win on the development plans and making a, a fun workplace and culture. Now with me, with, you know, coaching and consulting, I've got a small team right now, just myself and one other person, Hannah Hernandez, who's been fantastic. So again, I've positioned myself where I'm protected being strategic, but it is very tough market right now for sure. And uh, I'm super curious what you are. So you have a small team, you are growing, you're, you're earning. How about treasury keeping what you earn? Because you know, inflation is now officially over the levels that were told that were, were never correct. They were never at 2.5% because there was no energy uh, and no food in the in the CPI in the consumer price index, but now it's official. It's higher than anybody wants it to be. With, which means, if you have cash in your hands and if you have cash in your company balance sheet, it's depleting. It's uh, it's bleeding out every month. So, how as a CEO, as a business owner? How do you make sure you don't lose the value that you have uh, hardly earned? Yeah, this is a really important question. And I think I like to think of business being the greatest tool for leaders and entrepreneurs to gain wealth. And 
you know, so I do think it's important in every industry to know how your business is valued, seek out experts and figure out whether it's on EBITDA or whether it's on top line for the, you know, SaaS companies and AI for the lucky companies that really are going to be on top line, or I know payroll companies. Um, and then you need to measure that so that you are growing a valuable asset and, and, Obviously, you need to. I'm a big advocate of the profit first approach by Michael Michalowicz. So, besides being profitable on paper, you actually need to have you know profit and in the you know in your accounts and and pay yourself work you know first with like an investing mindset. So, if you're an entrepreneur, make sure you are paying yourself, and then you you get to do all these fun things. Do your 401ks and max that out, and do the basic investment strategies, and then you can probably move on to Bitcoin and real estate and all the fun stuff as well. So yeah, grow your business, consider an asset, know what it's worth, value it every year is my recommendation. And one of the you know, most special and unique things I did with my business that I was able to create a freestanding business was taking on developing our best people and then literally allowing them to be stakeholders in the company. I know a lot of people are leery about partners, but it's been an absolute um, you know, pleasure and one of the best things and most strategic things that I've ever done. Yeah, so partners, it's it's an interesting topic. So when you, I have been consulting now for eighteen years, and the toughest team situations I had when you had multiple partners and they were in conflict. Oh, that was tough. For months we were stuck in discussions, and even when you get to clarity, but then you know you have this. Um, power situation where you can't move forward if they are not completely aligned. So the toughest situation where we're with multiple owners. On the other side, every solo founder knows it's tough. It's lonely. You sleep badly. You are the only person to go to jail and uh, if something happens or, you know, you're completely on the line, which, yeah, is might, might be too intense for most people. So what was your thought process? Why did you start alone? Why are you taking in partners now? And how is it going? Yeah, so so much to unpack here. I, I think that thoughtful disagreement can be healthy, you know, just like Ray Dalio advocates. So you definitely don't want yes people in your group. Um, however, once you really put it all on the table and everyone goes through their points and even flips you know perspectives and tries to take the opposite point whoever is in that leadership hat probably in the ceo hat needs to be able to make the final decision and other leaders in my opinion then need to respect that final decision and obviously you'll you'll watch it closely and you can make pivots adjustments tweaks as it goes along so you know i do think that's a solution to like larger groups of partners or leaders. And then for me, yeah, it is in a lot of ways simpler just being, you know, relatively small and not having to communicate so much to so many people and just be lean and able to move fast. So there, there's pros and cons both ways, but I think, I think that it can be done either way. And again, you really probably have to align it with your vision once you know what your vision is. Because if you want to be a trillion dollar company in a circular building like Apple, it's you're not going to be able to do that as a solopreneur. You're going to have to build a team. Definitely. And uh, how to achieve double digit profitability is something that you brought 
uh, for us. I'm, I'm curious, tell us more. Yeah, this ties into this profit first mindset. And again, John Lee Dumas, how we connected, you know, he, he had 93% and 91% profitability the last two months. And that was after paying himself because people can be a little bit misleading entrepreneurs and say they have very high profitability, but they're not paying themselves. Um, maybe like two years ago at the beginning of the pandemic, there was a, a, a coffee shop that wanted to sell. When I was looking at real estate, I got connected and they were, you know, citing very high profitability. And I said, well, I'll absolutely check this out and look at your numbers, but they weren't paying themselves, the husband and wife. And if you were going to put in replacement costs for them, they would be break even at best. And now you're, you don't have leaders. They were wearing all the leadership hats. So I'm a big advocate of, again, going back to this investing mindset, making sure you're paying yourself first and you're putting that in strategic paces. And after paying yourself first, that's when you have to work towards double digit profitability because so many entrepreneurs you know, are struggling and, and doing these sacrifices, but they're not, you know, reaping the the benefits. So you have to know in advance, let's just say you, you knew you were going to have approximately $100,000 in revenue for October of, of 2021, 20, and you wanted to be 20% pre-tax profitable, right? So you really have, that will make you make some very tough decisions in advance if you know, and as you're alluding to, right, that's pre-tax profitability. So certainly in the United States and some states like California, I mean, 50 to 51% of that is probably going to vanish and go out the window. Yeah, also in Austria, 51%. And um, so that, that's why in California, everybody's discussing going to Puerto Rico or right now El Salvador or wherever, wherever. Half, half of California moved to Texas in the last years. Where, where, where is California now? It's, it's around California, right? Super excited. What are inspirations for you, books or podcasts? Where do you take your inspiration? Great question. So regarding books, I know that, you know, you like to ask three books and I'm excited to share those. So I kind of wanted to say, in addition to E-Myth by the Michael Gerber and Napoleon Hill's Think and Grow Rich and Dale Carnegie's How to Win Friends and Influence People, three books that really impacted me lately. I kind of touched on humor. There's a book I'm finishing up right now called Humor Seriously by uh, Jennifer Aker and Naomi Bagdonis. And they teach at the Stanford Business School on the power of bringing a little more levity and humor and laughter and fun and play. And I think that's big for you, right? When I just listened to your JLD interview, I think um, uh, simplicity and fun are two of your key components, correct? I, I cannot, you know, I'm Italian. We like to have fun. Uh, <laughs> that's how I'm wired. And even in work, my team and I, we, we have yeah. some principles. And one of them is make it s small make it repeatable and make it fun. So when we write down SOPs, small, short sentences, repeatable, everybody can can do it. So it must be so simple and also fun. Give it some emojis, give it some nice colors, make it in a way that you want to see it, you want to do it every day. Otherwise, yeah, just don't do it. If it's not fun, why should I do it? I'm, you know, we are free people. We are entrepreneurs. We can do whatever we want with our time. So it, it, it better be fun. Otherwise, I will play with my kids. I love that. Gold. Well, that must be what's attracted us because, you know, a lot of my heritage is Italian as well, as we talked about in our 
our pre-call. So I love that. And another resource, I mean, Entrepreneurs on Fire podcast, but also for anyone who hasn't checked out Johnny Dumas's actual book, The Common Path to Uncommon Success, not only did I read it, but I was fortunate enough to uh, go through with a, a group of great entrepreneurs and make it a mastermind. So over 17 weeks, we went through every step. So I read every chapter four and five times. And this book slash process is, it really filled in some gaps for me. And, um, and obviously to the point of some of our conversation, JLD's last chapter is how to keep more of the money you make. So, you know, Puerto Rico, certainly 4% flat taxes is, you know, something to consider. There's a lot of beautiful places in the world that, you know, might make more sense. And his chapter on content production plans is was really helpful to me because I'd never seen this much expert um, information in one place. So I would definitely recommend checking out his book. And then also, this is like a timeless book, The Intelligent Investor by Benjamin Graham. And you know, Warren Buffett cites it as the, you know, the greatest investing book of all time. And I, I will say Benjamin Graham his knowledge of numbers, he went through like blocks of the stock market from its inception and then like 20 year periods. And he is amazing with data. And that is a, a book that totally opened my mind. And I would recommend for anybody who is trying to keep more of the money they make, whether you want to do more crypto or be in the stock market or not, but it'll certainly give you some, some earth shattering enlightenment. Yeah. I'm, I'm curious, how did, how did the book, so the JLD book, you, you really showed us how, what you took out of it because it was so practical. What, what did you took out of the humor book? Did you change the way you do meetings or, or reviews or reports? You know, I am 85% through the book and I am every day just trying to integrate more, you know, fun and play and laughter into my personal life with my family and my children. And certainly, yeah, my professional relationships. So, um, you know, even if I'm definitely tend to be a little bit on the serious side, right? It's part of the reason this benefits from me and, you know, resonates with me. And even just like taking a, being a little bit just more relaxed and just allowing a little more room for, for laughter and fun and creating that culture will, you don't have to be a stand-up comic naturally, right? You don't have to be that skilled to to implement some of these changes. So there's some very practical examples of that. And yeah, so I'm bringing it into every minute, every hour, every week, every month, really enjoying it. I love it. And uh, how did the intelligent investor uh, resonate with you? Did you find some of your principles uh, validated or did you find some new ideas? I, I did find them validated. And I guess back to um, the humor book, part of the reason I'm really enjoying is I'm really falling back in love with neuroscience right now. And one thing to know with with laughter, you it's literally mind control. If you la share laughter with someone, you're changing the chemicals in their brain and you know releasing more dopamine and all these feel-good hormones and chemicals. So it's literally like a voodoo doll where, you know, it, it's an unfair advantage. So, I mean, neuroscience is amazing right now and I'm, I'm loving that. So even just more room. How do they you know, say more... what fires together, wires together, right? You, the synapses are literally bonding when they fire, they wire, right? And uh, same, and it's also in between people, like right? the... Totally, totally. And I, 
and I just listened to Andrew Uberman on um, impact theory and, you know, the whole episode was on dopamine and I actually kind of took my first cold shower this morning just to, I had been avoiding that, but really it actually helps, uh, you know, the discomfort helps get more dopamine release later. So, um, yeah, so just neuroscience and Elon Musk's um, Neuralink, all these things are connected. And yeah, Benjamin Graham's book, it, it was pretty validating with, as far as my stock market investing strategy goes, which is kind of like long-term. I'm definitely not doing, you know, short-term day trading type things. Definitely like a buy and hold type investor. I, I just got two limit orders filled before the show. Uh, pager, pager duty and Alibaba. So uh, yes, I, I, I do buy i never sell actually i do buy value uh but in a specific point in time when it dips and so i do regularly re recheck my fundamental analysis and my technical analysis and then i think of hmm, if that would be down at that price i would snack it and so i put in a limit order and then i forget it and then two weeks later something I get an email. You just bought five shares of Pager Duty. Oh, nice! And last week, that was a firework. Okay. It's 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 uh, it it was a it was a tough week. Markets were down so much. You had uh, dips, corrections. Um, we had minus seven percent, minus nine percent. It was incredible. How? comes in because companies it's I'm nervous and salary are going to I'm losing you a little bit let's see if I can do something on this side or if it's on your side and of course you know my next question is where can people get more of you where they can where can they hang out with you where can they ask more questions work with you where should they go for you kind of Okay, let me miss some nice one. So let me. It's Dr. Okay. Lance Knob, everybody. And it's a German name, Knob. So it's K N A U B. The Germans would say Knob, and the Americans would say Knob. So Dr. Lance Knob, everybody. And you'll find him. And you're back. Hey, Lance. Okay, uh, great. You're able to hear me? Yes. Yes. And so... Okay. Who should okay. Be, who so... Should be the next guest? Oh, yeah. Our next guest, your next guest should be someone named Ryan Baptiste who who's got a family business a, a 
granite uh, countertop business, and he created a SaaS company to um, automate that so he could move to Naples, Florida, sunny Naples, Florida. And he is helping his own family company run their business. And he was also leveraging that software to other companies and doing well, but it wasn't his passion. So he created, he really loves crypto. And um, he created a company called Exer.co, which used the first NFTs, which were created on the Bitcoin platform. And he actually is making them into physical cards. So very innovative guy. I would definitely, um, I know you'd love to have a conversation with him. Wow, yeah. And, and so looking forward, what excites you? Where is uh, your team in three years? Yeah, so I think the team will be bigger with Denali and that will be fun so that I'm bringing on other coaches and consultants so we can serve more entrepreneurs who are struggling to stay healthy while they're scaling their businesses. So I would anticipate we'll have, you know, three to five coaches and a couple more, um, you know, marketing and support people. And that'll be fun. And I think breakthrough physical therapy and fitness is going to uh, double our number of locations in the next three years. Thank you so much, Dr. Lance Knob, for being here, sharing your wisdom, your journey with us. Please come back soon. Thank you, Simon. Appreciate it so much. Avoid trying to do thousands of things that doesn't work. We have 274 templates for your business success. Reach your ambitious goals with one-on-one -on -one sprint coach. We double your revenue in 90 days.